Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Snippet, the short podcast platform. Welcome back, friends. Things have really gotten out of sorts, haven't they? Brian E. Keaton found and lost the love of his life. And she didn't even really exist. Or did she? Uh, what? No! The conundrum! But I'm supposed to be safe! Haven't you? Let the cosmos crepitate you into oblivion! No, wait, I, I haven't mentioned the sponsor yet! Damn the sponsor! You don't mean that! Monetary remuneration is immaterial in the infinite. But what about all the fine, finite folks? Haven't you? Wait, what about the episode title? Irrelevant. This way, audience. Flee to safety. Part six. To see a world in a grain of sand. Look out for his cosmic power. You can't help them, Brian. Eli, stop this at once. Stop my ascent to godhood? I'm afraid not. You threaten these innocent people, and after what you did to your own daughter. Oh, you can't possibly be so foolish. She wasn't really. A parlor trick, essentially. A tool to intercept busybody, to manage the occasional waylaid motorist. Impossible. Well, you saw her melt back into the earth with your own two eyes. I had real conversations, a real connection. You've become lost in your grief. Perhaps you can be reorientated by... Tarzan live forever! Popularity endure! Widespread appeal! This brute again, who sullied my last moments with sweet Sonia... Attack with ferocity! <laughs> Ah, unhand me, simians! You won't be rid of the apes or their ape master that easily. I stopped him once. Ah, but I can reconstitute him from the matter which surrounds me. Behold, the existence-destroying corkscrew vortex above us. 
Tarzan and his soldier apes will hurl you into the vortex. Death to poetry! Tarzan, you don't even know any poetry. How can you cry death for something you don't know? Tarzan! Confused! Tarzan! Toss him into the vortex! Ah, uh, 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 living in the trees, swinging round for all the day, found the perfect vine. <sighs> Tarzan, make feelings! Yes, even the king of the jungle cannot resist a haiku. Stop this at once! Shipwreck on the beach. Apes will care for him, no doubt. Orphan boy grows strong. Tarzan, make many feelings. Tarzan misses Jane. Brian misses Sonia, too. We are just the same. Making too many feelings. Let it all out, my dear Tarzan. What? What is this? I did not speak this storm into existence. Ah, you see? Your dog knows more than you do, Eli. He's your dog. Tarzan, pull yourself together. I impossible. You, you, you've stolen my power. No, Eli. The power was always in the Bacorium crystals. And now it's just you, me, and the Vortex. One of us must hurl the other into its gaping maw. Physics must defeat poetry. No, never. Physics must defeat poetry. How could he too be Physics. just an illusory, mud-based automaton? Eli would have to be the real one, the architect of all this madness. Wait. Of all the hogwash, all the malarkey, all the folderall. A dog? Chasing his own tail through a loop in the very fabric of time itself. Well met, Brian. No matter how eloquently a dog barks. And who are you supposed to be? You don't want to call me Bucket? Like the island, the crystal, the dog? Buck Island? Bucorium? Everything is part of the Grand Unified One. Explicate your origin. Give me ocular proof. Oh, you still can't recognize me? Imagine if you can, in a few years' time, the outbreak of... War. Our nation will build up the war machine. Many academics will be recruited into the field of espionage. Learned men. Cultured men who know Europe well. Academics? Like me? Years of service. For what reward? Lost at sea. The uncharted island. Alone? All alone? Primeval, a place to be remade, reborn, a new purpose. 
something pulling me. Rescued. Brought to port. No desire to return home to the old life of professorship. I knew my destiny was buried under that mountain. Destiny taking eons to form as crystals to be mined. Years to take just the first step towards creation. Decades pass. A former student recruits me to select the poetry for a golden record to be included on an intergalactic probe. Imagine the opportunity to knock on God's front door. I use the Bakorian speechcraft to imbue myself into that record, so that I could become one with the cosmos. Flinging yourself into the void of the unknown, and finding yourself bounced back, crashing back to this wretched mud ball. Like Lucifer. The real purpose now revealed. Point myself back at the source, my own original sin. They say time is a river, and you cannot step in the same river twice. But I no longer believe that to be true. I could go back, create the place where I was first ensnared. You caused my car accident. Close the loop. I could begin and end myself at the exact same point in space and time. Is that a dog? Maybe I really have become a scientist after all. Because I think destroying all of existence will be an interesting experiment. You're... me? How could I be... me? No, this is impossible! We've been moving towards each other in opposite directions, waiting for this moment to complete the circle. A circle? Listen to the sound of my voice. Your voice? Sonia, circular completion? No, no, I've got a new job and a new gal. <laughs> Where? Where is all that then? It was all artifice, was it not? I was going to take her to Portland. Where is my protector, Tarzan? The crystals don't obey you, they obey me. Observe! What's up there? Airplanes? You're obsessed with the past, but to me, these bombers are the future. You think an airplane can stop me? Prepare yourself. Explosives cannot harm me. For a chocolate sundae! Ice cream? The finest French vanilla! What childish foolishness is this? I wanted to share a chocolate sundae with the love of my life. Now I can share one with you. You're burying me in ice cream? The ultimate chocolate sundae needs hot fudge hurricanes! whipped cream blizzards 
and chop nuts hail. No. No. And of course, the final ingredient, the apt metaphor, the cherry on top. Now what? Now what? Now... When? If it's all been fake, then what's become of me? Eyelids... So heavy... Drifting into sleep... Sorry, pal, you can't sleep here. No matter how big a chocolate sundae you order. Huh? What's happened? Why am I so confused? Easy there, pal. Too much dessert. What? What happened to the town and all the people? Portland's just fine. All the people, too. Portland? So I'm not in... No, sir, you're in Portland. Do I still have the power to reshape the universe? No. Oh. Could this diner be some sort of way station between our universe and... This diner's on the corner of Marx and Moore, and you have a tab for a jumbo chocolate sundae. You mean I ate the entire contents of this massive empty ice cream dish? That's right, and then you fell asleep. Been babbling for a while now. Babbling? You were probably having a dream. A dream? Oh, just a dream. Of course. And my surroundings here in the diner informed my dreamscape. How's that? That chef over there. You mean Mac, the cook? Yeah, that's right. I'm Mac. And that big gregarious fellow over there. The hail fellow well-met type of the counter. You mean Augie? He's in here every day for coffee and flapjacks. Say no more. Of course! All these colorful characters. That old man over there could be Eli. That fisherman could be... somebody. Maybe Terry. No. And what about Sonia? You don't really seem to be the analog for my sweet Sonia. And I'm not Eleanor Roosevelt, neither. So pay your tab and get a move on. We got the morning rush soon. Morning? Of course. I drove all night. I was so exhausted that I pulled into this diner to treat myself to a chocolate sundae. And I must have fallen asleep. Must have. There's Lagosian University right across the street. There's my Packard parked in the lot. So, that's it then. I'm fine. I didn't have any adventures. I didn't defeat a mad doctor that was actually a dog, or maybe me. And I didn't meet the love of my life. So what was the point? Was there a meaning? Was I not trying to impart upon myself some kind of lesson? Just a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. <sighs> Thanks for the paper, Joe. See you tomorrow. Could it really be? Excuse me, miss. Pardon my interruption, but you look familiar. Your name isn't Sonia by any chance, is it? No. Sorry, mister. Are you a recent arrival to this area from a mystery-enshrouded coastal hamlet? No, not that either. Oh, darn it. I'm a Lagosian grad student. Oh, how wonderful. I'm headed there now to begin my new professorship. You're not... 
studying poetry, are you? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I've never had a way with words. I'm in the physics department. Physics? Like voice-based telepathic thought-form construction? We're splitting the atom. My word. To see the world in a grain of sand. What a wonderful sentiment. What does it mean? What good would it be for me to tell you? It's poetry. You must find what it means for yourself. Sounds like you'll make a great professor, Mr... Keaton. Brian Keaton. Well, Mr. Keaton, fall semester starts on Monday. Good luck. Don't let her leave, man. Who dares wins. Do you ever go to the picture shows? How's that? Do you ever go to the picture shows? The movies? Sure. I take in a movie every now and then to unwind. Would you like to go to the picture shows with me? I heard about this new movie with planets battling other planets. Fighting planets? Could be a pip. When's opening night? I think 40 years. 40 years? Give or take, yes. <laughs> so let me get this straight, Prof. Are you asking me out on a date in 40 years? That's right. Well, in that case, why don't we walk over to campus and start planning our date four decades from now? Great! I mean, great, sure, but uh, first let's maybe cross the street. I don't like the look of that shaggy canine over there. Oh, uh, forgive my manners. I forgot to ask your name. Cora. Cora? That's right. Cora Bailey. Well, it's lovely to make your acquaintance, Miss Cora Bailey. Likewise, Professor Keaton. Call me Brian. Hello again, friends. I hope you weren't too worried about me. I was never in any real danger. That brings us to the conclusion of the Conundrum of Cora Bay. There was no climactic conflict between poetry and physics, but rather a budding romance between poetry and physics. It turns out Brian's only real obstacle was Brian. A man at war with himself really needs to meet some new people. Society is no comfort to one not sociable after all. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors along with our talented cast and crew. I'd like to thank you, the listening audience out there in Radioland. Thanks for lending us your ears. They're all yours again. Now remember, if you ever find yourself on a secluded roadway in the Pacific Northwest of these United States, make sure to pick up some apple donuts from Teriyagawa at the Small River Farm. Be on the lookout for friendly stray dogs. And if you see any lonely poets rebuilding the world in their image, give them a wide berth. Good night, friends. Come join us again sometime. Who knows what might happen next? <laughs> This has been a work of fiction produced by Snippet in Orange County, California. Story written by Eric Lambden and edited by Jonathan Katz, with appearances in this episode from Keith Barbaria, Mike Drew, Aaron McGee, Monica Pena, and Jonathan Rock. 
Original music, sound design, and editing by Jonathan Rock. Executive production from Tyler Russell and Steph Weaver-Weinberg. Find more episodes and other short shows you'll love at snippet.fm.